Welcome to Box Cutters episode 27. This week on Box Cutters, we promise a lot more about television, a lot less about the government. My name is Josh Canal. <laughs> Sitting to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. <laughs> uh, Brett clearly has lost his voice and so won't be speaking much. <laughs> no, during... good evening, viewers. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. How are you, boys? Very good, thank you. Big, now, big show lined up. Huge show lined up. Last week we did get a, a little bit uh, uh, snowed under with uh, discussions of the government while we were trying to talk about uh, how the uh, discussion paper of uh, from the communications minister is going to affect television. Uh, I realised during the week, after listening to the show... Just on that, I did want to say that the government is... <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going to put up my points uh, about how it's going to affect television on the website. So if you want to mm-hmm. check that out, boxcutters.net. And if you've got any feedback for us about that, hooray at boxcutters.net. You can always send that through. And there's heaps of commentary all over the web uh, on various uh, aspects of the proposed laws. And uh, I might uh, stick up some links to around the place there. Sure. With examples about uh, John Law's show out of Sydney is is uh, then franchised uh, up into northern Queensland, but it's an hour later, and he was talking about Cyclone Larry uh, over the week and talking about saying that, that the follow-up Cyclone wasn't coming through, and by the time it was being broadcast up in far north Queensland, that was not the case. Right. It was actually... That neither has dangerous. That neither has anything to do with uh, what we were talking about or television, Brett. I'm just pointing no, that it, out. Just, the, the just new media laws, it does. Just pointing that out. It does. I'll coming put up, the link up. <laughs> coming up later. In, yeah, put the link up because that'll explain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coming up later on in box cutters, uh, of course, we've got a whole bag load of news. Uh, interesting ratings week this week, so we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, Commonwealth Games coverage. Some I don't buy it. Good old uh, I don't buy it. Oh, yeah. Mm. We love I Don't Buy It. You'd think because the Commonwealth Games are on the ads would get a little better, but... No. No chance. It's not the Super Bowl, Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Ross, you're going to talk about some uh, lost internet sites. I am indeed, yes. Excellent. Can't wait to... Uh, and, uh, like and... like the, the John Howard PM.org one that went missing? No. No. <laughs> These are, are sites about Lost. Ah. Mm. See, because Box Cutters is a show about television. Lost is a television show. But it Ross could be, is be talk... sites that have gone lost. Been lost. Yeah, but that's neither of them. Put the uh, put the link. Up. I just wanted to. <laughs> anyway, all of that and more coming up on this edition of Box Cutters. But we'll kick it off as always with the news. And now for the news. Ooh, ooh, can I go first? Uh, go ahead. This is my uh, favourite uh, news item of the week. There's been a bit of a spat between Channel 9's Today program and Channel 7's Sunrise program. Really? But they get on so well. Yeah. Historically. Apparently, Channel 10, uh, sorry, Today are furious uh, with Channel 7 for they claim that they deliberately made Delta Goodrum almost an hour late for her interview in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Nine had been apparently promoting Goodrum's appearance since 6am, telling viewers to be at the park at 8am for a special performance. And uh, 
apparently Mr. David Koch and uh, Miss Mel Doyle had different ideas. And they were sitting on air, boastfully saying, there's another show saying they've got Delta today, but Delta's a seven lady. <laughs> <laughs> Which was followed up by Doyle saying, yeah, she's part of our family. And Koshy, yep, she's got nowhere else to go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so apparently, uh, apparently Goodrum made it, uh, made it there with about five minutes to spare in, uh, in today's running time. Now, Channel 9 or today have a problem with uh, Sunrise over that, but really, shouldn't they have a problem with uh, Delta's management? Which is her mother. Yeah. Who's yeah. a, a lovely lady who I've met, and she's very helpful. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I guess so. I, I mean, it's one thing for them to, you know, it's one thing for them to do it and to try and help Delta up and, and make her avoid, avoid the, you know, avoid the Today Show, but... To be boasting on air about it. I mean, it's just it just smacks of Koshy's arrogance, you know, just I, saying, oh, we're fantastic, we've got her, you don't, you know. It's just... And the other thing is, lots of little kids would have turned up, lots of kids expecting to see Delta. I think that's a bit tough. See, if, if the headline for the story would have been, Koshy and Mel make children cry, <laughs> <laughs> then i go, yeah, you're... you're but if it's just, you know, if it's just that kind of debacle where... Yeah. I go, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. So was there something special happening this week that required her on both shows on the same morning? I think it was... No, it was last week. And I think it was to do with... Uh, coincide with her Commonwealth Games appearance. So, there you have it. Wow. Hmm. Well, Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games. So they've been covered on uh, Channel 9? Uh, evidently. Well, uh, apparently there have been a lot of complaints about the way the Australian media is is covering the Commonwealth Games, particularly Channel 9, mm-hmm. and how many other countries have been uh, shown during or, the... Conversely, not shown. Or not shown. <laughs> during, uh, Wait, so there are other countries involved? Well, apparently, and uh, this is uh, from uh, the ABC uh, program, The World Today, uh, Games chairman Ron Walker says he's received complaints from some of the smaller nations who are competing who say an obsession with reporting Australia's victories has meant that some of their team's medals winning performances are not being shown in their home countries. Of course, uh, they're just taking the Channel 9 feed and uh, a lot of these other countries are just going, wow, Australia's winning a lot. <laughs> but uh, hang on, I, in the medal tally it says that Tuvalu have won a medal. How come we didn't see that? Mm. And uh, so there's there's been a, a lot of complaints from other nations uh, about that. Have Tuvalu won a medal? I, I don't know. <laughs> and are they part of the Commonwealth? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the... I, I think so. Okay. I think but I saw them walk out. Can can I can I just point out that that my my marathon non watching of the Commonwealth Games continues, and so I've never seen a medal tally. Right, you still got it all on tape. Right. No, no, I'm not taping it. I'm not watching it. I, I am the, the antonym to the dude down at uh, Acker who's uh, running a marathon for watching all of the broadcast. The antonym or antithesis? Both. Okay. <laughs> the, I know there's been a lot of complaints about swimming too because uh, apparently, you know, the Australians win medals, jump out of the pool, get interviewed straight away. Any other country gets out of the pool. No interview, and we cut to something else before the uh, medal ceremony. They find well, the Australian that came in fourth and <laughs> interview them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There, there, there have been uh, there have been uh, swimming events where Australians won nothing. 
And uh, and so because no Australians on the podium, let's just cut straight to the bowls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk more about that during uh, during the Commonwealth Games segment later on. SBS have uh, pulled off a bit of a coup over the week uh, by snaring for uh, quite a bargain basement price the 2010 and 2014 World Cup soccer rights. Uh, Apparently, 9, 7 and 10 weren't particularly interested in it, much more interested in AFL and rugby. But uh, the biggest game in the world is going to be covered by SBS. Now, whereabouts, do we know whereabouts the 10 and 14 World Cups are? Uh, Because I think that makes a big difference. I think last World Cup was staged in Korea, which made it much easier, you know, the the time to get for Australians to watch. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, SBS have have the rights to Germany, which is this mm-hmm. year's one, which yep. will be. I think they're kicking off just after midnight. Generally, yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have it, but I haven't brought it in with me. I okay. can't tell you. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see if it's a uh, if it's a success for them or not. Hey, I saw a uh, I saw an ad on Channel Nine during the week, which piqued my interest. And. You realise we're not doing I Don't Buy It now. Oh, I realise that. I realise okay, that. Okay, go this ahead. Was, this was an ad for Channel 9. Right. And uh, it was on quite late night. I think it was either just before or just after midnight. Mm-hmm. And they had a quick montage showing a little bit of Nip Tuck, mm-hmm. a little bit of Six Feet Under, a little bit of Sopranos. Right. And a voiceover saying, all of your favourite shows are coming back on the air. Interesting. And I thought, Fantastic. Then they showed a little bit of Rome mm-hmm. and ID'd it by name. And they showed a little bit of the triangle and ID'd that by name. And then that was the end of the ad. Right. So I don't know if, they've, if they're saying, yeah, 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 we've got, we've got these shows up our sleeves, but uh, you'll just have to wait to watch them. Or, yeah, or what the purpose of the ad was. Or, or if they're going to start showing them as soon as the Commonwealth Games are over. Well... You see, I don't think so because, um, well, they are with Six Feet Under. I know Six Feet Under is returning on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Triangle's quite close after the games. Yeah, well, the Triangle and Rome, I'm sure they're going to show. But I, I think they were just, it, it was a weird ad. I don't know why they didn't name Sopranos, name Six Feet Under and name Nip Tuck and, and say, hey, returning soon or yeah, that's coming odd. on soon. It was, it was kind of like, we've got these. We, we've got these shows. The end. We, know, <laughs> we know you like them. They'll yeah. probably be, be screened. Over summer. Yeah. Which is, you know, where Nip, Nip Tuck lives. Yeah, well, Nip, Nip Tuck should have been shown over summer, so I don't know, I don't know what happened there. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they come back. I think, personally, I think Channel 9 should, uh, should get a clue and should actually not be showing two- or three-year-old episodes of Six Feet Under, and they could be showing, you know, week-old episodes of Sopranos, which would be fantastic. Except what they've done in the past, whenever they've said that Sopranos is coming back... Is then they've shown the previous season. Yeah, I know. That's so always... it takes ages for, for the yeah. new season to come out. Yeah, but yeah, Sopranos is uh, is only two weeks old in the United States at the moment. So if Channel Nine did decide to do that, yeah, we'd be right on top of it. Yeah, but they won't decide to do that. And they sorry, they complain that it's got such a minimal audience anyway. Sopranos. Sopranos. Well, because they screw us with it. Yeah, I know. But with downloading these days, you would imagine that the audience would be shrinking smaller by the day. But they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> Channel 9's website, uh, 9MSN, which is a, a kind of a co-production between uh, Channel 9 and Microsoft, mm-hmm. uh, 
is in some doubt as to its future. Uh, apparently, PBO want to get out of the deal. Okay. Um, and there's a, a something called a Savoy Clause, which basically means that they have to to offer them to the shares in it to Microsoft for an amount. And if they if Microsoft knock it back, then PBO will have to buy Microsoft share for the same amount. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, so we're not sure whether it's going to be PBL or Microsoft that end up with it, but I assume that means it's not going to be 9MSN at the end of that process. Um, but the timing on that is very interesting, given that Channel 7 have just gone into a partnership with Yahoo and uh, promoting the hell out of their new Yahoo 7 website. I, I would have thought that at a time when uh, television on demand on the internet mm-hmm. is becoming a lot more prevalent... That would be why Channel 7 uh, signed up with, with Yahoo, especially because they tried it a while ago with AOL and that didn't work. So they thought, well, maybe we can do it with Yahoo Movies and and coordinate that. I would have thought that Channel 9 and Microsoft would uh, would love that they could just do that now, straight away. They wouldn't have to worry about setting up the infrastructure or anything like that. Mm, although, well, perhaps... I, I think that that it's not about it's not an issue about being online, but it's an issue about PBL not having uh, managerial control, full control over the right. website. So, what exactly does the uh, Channel Seven Yahoo deal entail? What does it mean? What does it you know? What does it involve? I know we've we've all seen those incomprehensible ads where there's some woman organising a uh, organising like everything being shifted around and. Uh, my friends David and Mel from Sunrise are getting wheeled around in their you chairs. You love them. Oh, I love them. I love them. I'm, I'm just waiting for. Uh, I'm just waiting for them to appear on their own show of Where Are They Now? <laughs> waiting well, for them to have been gone that long. I, I I suspect that it's pretty much just a deal about Yahoo does all the tech stuff because they're in the mm-hmm. business of doing online tech stuff and Channel Seven aren't, and so Channel Seven don't have to get their own tech department. So but, can so can you get bits of Lost? And, and they can also can you get promote. episodes of Lost? Can you get episodes of I haven't Old actually been to the dancing with the, I, I haven't been that excited about you know, Seven Sun. Right, yeah. I, okay. I don't think I don't think you can yet, but I think uh, much like Channel Seven often have deals with uh, with New Idea or uh, mm-hmm. Magazine where they host some of their web content. Now Yahoo are going to be hosting most of their web content, as well as things like I'm sure in the same way that when you log out of Hotmail you go straight back to 9MSN. I'm I'm guessing that when you log out of Yahoo Mail, you go back to Yahoo 7. Okay. And that way you're getting advertising for Prison Break and Lost and all of these other ads, all these other shows. And so you can find out more information about what's happening this week and I'm sure they'll have television schedules up there and and things like that. Yeah. This is uh, Channel 7's fourth website in four years, I think, because they had... uh... Ticketmaster 7. Yeah, and they had AOL, AOL 7. and then they had 7.com.au. And I don't remember 7 AOL 7 at all. Yeah, that was three or four years ago? Yeah, yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah. So When AOL launched in Australia, uh, the website was AOL7.com.au slash users slash television slash something. Uh, credits roll for the movie show, says The Australian from yesterday. Are uh, you going to go with that one? Yes, I am going okay. with that one. <laughs> I am going with that one. Nothing... Oh, this is from The Australian? Yes. Okay. Nothing that you said before the show started <laughs> actually gave me any reason to not go with this, with this article. Uh, the, the show made popular by movie critics David Stratton and Margaret, Margaret Pomerantz, and since 
taken over by... Made unpopular. By yeah. <laughs> by uh, Spencer, Megan Vanilla. Spencer, Kernerbone and uh, a couple of blokes. That's Sydney guy. The two Sydney and one guy talks about DVDs and, and stuff. Anyway, apparently it's going to disappear from our screens come the middle of the year. Uh, the hosts' contracts are not going to be renewed come the end of their contracts in the middle of the year. And uh, a spokesperson, or SBS programmer Matt Campbell said uh, on, well, a, a couple of days ago, so this would be uh, Tuesday this week, uh, he said, there will be a movie show on SBS, but how it will come back and in what form is unknown. And then he uh, unnecessarily said, we have got well-developed ideas. I don't know why he couldn't just say we have well-developed ideas, but... That's, that's, a, that's a sure sign of confidence, isn't it? Yes. Oh, we've got lots of ideas. Lots, lots, yeah, lots of ideas. Lots of ideas. <laughs> lots of ideas. So uh, the movie show going to go from our screens and perhaps come back. Apparently, uh, the, the producer, Annette Chanois, who everyone will remember from Good Old Days of Eat, Eat Carpet. Beatbox. And Beatbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, she, uh, she only learnt the news last Friday. As did the hosts, so okay. that's a uh, uh, yeah interesting one. They uh, sure. they never really got any better, I don't think. Very very wooden. They were very wooden from the start, and they're they're very wooden now. Yeah, frankly, I reckon it's it's done three years more than than really what it should have from the yeah. outset. Yeah, and I think that's just laziness on the programming. Or Board's maybe or maybe they just wanted to. To show, you know, to try and stick it up, David and Margaret, and say, "See, we don't need you." And yeah, and it went as long as they could draw it out. And yeah. the truth is, I think doing uh, film reviews on television is very difficult. Yeah, and it's, it, it's a very hard thing to do. It's, well, it's very hard to, to maintain interest in that way. Yeah, I mean, I know Megan. I went to uni with her, uh, Megan Spencer, but uh, I think she's much better on Triple J. I think she's much better on radio by herself. I think the scripted banter comes across really poorly, especially compared to David. Especially on the fourth or fifth take. Yeah. Yeah. And well, especially compared to David and Margaret, who just do it so well. And it's, it's also a lot easier for her, I think, to be passionate about a film on radio. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to show passion on television because you're too busy worrying about how you look. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if you just want to change the way you, you sound about uh, how good or how bad something is, then that's a, a lot simpler to do. I. You know, I, th- I think we underestimate how difficult it is to do movie reviews on, on television. And, yep. you know, good on them for giving it a go, but uh, boo to them for making a bad show. <laughs> the end. <laughs> As we heard previously on Box Cutters, uh, Channel 10 got a bit of a rap on the knuckles over a couple of complaints about uh, Big Brother Uncut last year. Uh, they have pledged... To improve the codes of conduct and housemate training to increase awareness of sexual harassment, assault and bullying. And we'll actually have a rape crisis centre manager uh, in there to look at its precautions to prevent sexually demeaning behaviour in the house. One of the housemates? No, no, in behind the mirrors. Ah, in behind the mirrors. Yep. Okay. So that's in addition to their resident psychologist. They need more. They do have a resident psychologist. They, they need so more they, of yeah. the. They need more of the psychologist. She appeared a lot. I think it was in season two or three. She was very we, interesting. She was doing a lot on Big Brother Uncut and also on the uh, Monday night. And and when it went, went in tell, talking about what type of personalities people had yes. and, and what what that, that they'd try and be dominant or do this or do that. That was quite interesting. I've never ever seen the, the resident psychologist. Haven't you? No. Nah. Oh, she did exist. She, yeah, I'm sure she still does. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure she still does. I've never been, a, a, apart from the first season, which I saw more than I've seen of, of subsequent seasons, um, 
I've barely seen any. I think the only appearance she made in the first season was they did a behind-the-scenes story about what happened to uh, Johnny. I think uh, the gay guy Johnny yep. from that series. When yep. he went out, they did a whole behind the series of behind the behind the scenes of the way what happened that they to him. Set him up and, and turned all of Australia against him. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. What happened when when he get went out of the house and they showed him being interviewed by her because they after they get off stage apparently they have a half hour or hour long interview with the psychiatrist just to make sure that everything's okay upstairs. Which is <laughs> a bit of a stretch but, for the but, Big Brother people. Isn't part of the audition process to make sure that it's not all yeah. okay upstairs? I guess so. Uh, South Park news. Uh, we mentioned, uh, I think it was last week. Yes, the departure of Chef and South Park's been in and out of the news a lot over the last few weeks. What with Tom Cruise and the big Scientology episode. Um, uh, and also SBS taking that uh, final episode off air? Yes, yes. Well, apparently the uh, writers of South Park have come out and said that Chef will return. And the first episode, I think it's of the new series. The 10th season. The 10th season will be called The Return of Chef. Which is strange because Isaac Hayes isn't there. How are they going to do that? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, I heard that they were uh, getting somebody else to do his voice. This isn't what I've heard. They're actually going to repurpose uh, old stuff that he's done. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, I'll I'll be interested to see which one of you is right, and then the one who is wrong <laughs> must pay some kind of penalty. Oh, what kind of penalty? I don't know. Sorry, sorry. Let me say there is <laughs> there is widespread speculation that the mischievous Stone and Parker used creative editing of his voicing from past shows. Oh, because I've got the voice of Chef is still a mystery. However. Right, but what I uh, the most interesting thing I thought about this with the article I read was uh, a Comedy Central spokesman Tony Fox adding that uh, South Park routinely turns around episodes in less than a week. Yes, well, we've, that's we've that's seen amazing. That. We've seen that because they uh, they'll often have shows about regular yeah everyday issues that yeah. that we see, I mean, which is which is just staggering considering it famously takes Simpsons a year from you know start to finish. From you know when they start the episode to when it actually screens, just to think that they can yeah they can turn around an episode in under a week. Well, well the whole thing the whole thing is animated in that studio. They don't have yeah. to send it to Korea. They don't yeah. have to get it coloured. They don't have to do any yeah. of that. It's it's all so simple to animate. Yeah. Plus, uh, Matt and Trey do most of the voices on it as well. So it it is still animation. And you think of something like Harvey Crumpet, which I know is uh, is claymation, but took three years or four years for him to make. Yes. And then here, here they are turning around episodes of South Park oh, in, they're just, in a week. They're just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. With, with, with the, the screen animation, you've got all these tools for tweening. And yep. even though South Park isn't that uh, detailed animation. But yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just briefly, uh, CBS in the United States have signed uh, a deal with a, a whole lot of uh, grocery stores and, and supermarkets to put flat screen TVs in those grocery stores and supermarkets and show only CBS programming. Fantastic. Uh, so maybe... Will it be a live feed or will it be a, um, you know, you know, are you going to see whatever's on the air at that moment or will they have a specially edited supermarket kind of... No, it, it is going to be a customised feed for, okay. for that network. And is it just going to end up being a bunch of homeless people standing around monitors in the supermarket all day because they don't... It's better than anything else to do, possibly. But uh, I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting way that uh, CBS are looking at uh, fixing their uh, revenue issues with uh, 
advertisers dropping off because less people are watching television, more people are, are looking at the internet and uh, and things like that. I I think it's a, a really interesting thing. It's uh, you know at least they're doing something. Unlike Channel Nine, who are still running around lighting things on fire because they think that <laughs> might work. In dramatic Australian Idol news, Mark Holden has come out and said that uh, you might want to savor this year's season because the popular singathon could be axed by Channel Ten after this year. Oh no! Oh my God! Everybody, watch Australian Idol. Watch Australian <laughs> Idol. It might be the last one ever. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Isn't that just a cheap and grubby grab for viewers? Not for Australian Idol. That's pretty highbrow for Australian yeah, Idol. Yeah, uh, for their uh, for their grab for viewers. And quite frankly, eh. Just quickly, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, too, in uh, Channel Seven Suck News, uh, they had the special encore presentation for the Amazing Race, and surprise, surprise, rather than splitting it in two, they showed it as one full episode, which is what they should have done from in the start. The first place. Oh. so so, that, so what without that. Extra, and sorry, when was that? When was that on? That was on Thursday. Right, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, I which think, is, uh, from about midday till about two. Which is why I missed it, because I was stuck on a tram. Quite possibly. Fans of the US office, and uh, I'm not sure how that still rates over there, having seen a couple of it episodes. It's, it's doing quite well. It's doing quite well, yeah. No, no, I, I don't understand how it rates. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> Would be interested to know that uh, they're creating 10 mini-episodes, especially for the internet. They'll be centred around uh, some of the characters that are out of the limelights in the accounting staff, who are rarely the focus of the storylines on the show. Right. So when are they going to be available for download? Uh, Yet to announce when the webisodes will premiere. This is from NBC. Further to our Channel 9 news last week, where we mentioned that Channel 9 were going to announce... A big, big announcement Because that's what you do with announcements You announce them I should have thought that sentence through before I started <laughs> uh, Lionsgate the, uh, the the large production house Has negotiated Its first international output deal uh, With Channel 9 Okay. So its first venture Outside of the US It's going with Channel 9 in Australia Our <laughs> Channel 9 <laughs> what, uh, what do Lionsgate produce? Uh, they produce a bunch of uh, miniseries and telemovies. And so the, uh, I, I think they also produce Weeds, uh, okay. which we mentioned last week, Channel 9 have already bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a four-year deal that will see Channel 9 get 15 telemovies a year. Wow. As well as a whole bunch of miniseries, including uh, the latest one, Wildfire, which uh, has had quite a lot of talk about it. Okay. I, uh, I can't see Weeds being on Channel 9. Having seen a couple of episodes, I'm about halfway through the first series of Weeds. I, I can't see them screening it. I can't see them screening Sopranos either, but they do it, and they do it at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm just more used to Sopranos. Maybe. I, I, I just think that the uh, the content of Weeds is... And, well, and some of the subject matter, I'm just... It's not going to knock off Desperate Housewives, although it, no. it has a similar vibe to Well, it. it's actually it's a lot better than Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say it's a lot better too, but I would some of the things that happened on it, I'm, I'm surprised, would happen on a TV show. Fans of Paris Hilton and her sister Nikki will be very interested to know, especially if they've been enjoying Stripperella on SBS on Monday nights, uh, that they're planning to make a Simpsons-style cartoon about their lives. That'll be compelling, won't it? Yeah, whatever. How, how did Stripperella... How was Stripperella a premiere on SBS when it's been on 
Channel 9 late at night for months. And Fox Hill for a year and a half. Yeah. Because when it came out, SBS. I didn't right? see anything about it being premiered. But. Uh, maybe it was just, maybe I've been uh, relying on the guide again. Yeah, maybe, they, they, maybe they used like, like uh, very careful wording. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Premiering <laughs> on SBS. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. yeah. SBS premiere. Yeah. I've got a, uh, a, a couple more news items. Just briefly, Canada have said that uh, they also don't like the Australian uh, tourism commercial. Where the bloody hell are you? Yes. Those ones. Uh, the, uh, there, there was talk that some Canadians might be offended by the word hell. Not the right. word bloody, <laughs> but the word hell. Is that a particularly Australian expression, bloody hell? I think so. I guess so. Well, mm. there was. Uh, shall we? Shall we give some background on this? The the British were going to ban it, or they had banned it, and then they changed their mind. Um, New Zealand just recently have put a ban on it as well. Oh, really? Um, I'm not sure if that's about bloody or if it's about hell or if it's about something else. Like, well, in in Canada, the Canadian regulator says that they can't show the ad because at the start of the ad, somebody says. I've bought you a beer. Right. Which you would think would be mostly bad because it's about alcohol Alcohol. and alcohol consumption. No, it's because it's an unbranded bottle of beer. And in, uh, in, in, under Canadian regulations, you can't show unbranded alcoholic products on television. Wait, wait. So what you're saying is... If they'd said, I bought you a Foster's... Mm-hmm. That'd be fine. That'd or be a Molson. Or Forex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can you do this with other things? Uh, I don't know. Like, could you say, I bought you a hamburger, but not a Big Mac? Mm. See, a hamburger is a lot more generic. Yeah. Because you can't just go and buy a hamburger. You can't just go and buy a beer, surely. No, you can't. You're always buying a brand of beer. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't see why it makes a difference, though. <laughs> It'll just be a vague... But that's... Vague technicality from anyway, the, years uh, gone by. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they're doing a, another version of the ad where they change the beginning of it. Yep. So that this guy is no longer buying that person a beer. Uh, where However, the bloody hell's the beer? Is yeah. That, that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. but it, it should be where the, where's the, where the bloody hell's the swan lager. Hey. <laughs> Maybe they could just beep the word beer. <laughs> I bought you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the case if, if it was one lager. Uh, oh, but they said we'd never make it. And lastly, we got <laughs> we got an email from loyal listener Lindell. Loyal hey, Lindell. Uh, this week, who uh, who said essentially her entire message was in the subject, still not as concrete as you would hope, but. But. And then there was a link to Billy West's site. Billy West does many of the voices on Futurama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, in this site, on the, the first page of uh, one of the many conversation pages that they have on that site, uh, he said, and this is from the 18th of March, I'm this close to selling my show. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the other good news is that they're doing 26 new episodes of Futurama for TV and we're hammering out the deal now. Fantastic. Isn't that great? The original plan was to have the DVDs first, 
But that's no longer the case. I'm totally jammed, dude. Whatever that means. Because as we reported on Box Cutters a few weeks back, they were planning to do four DVD movies of Futurama. Yes, which would have been great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next day, 19th of March, uh, Billy West has written again. After... After many, many posts from <laughs> internet nerds going, Oh, fantastic! Oh, I can't wait! Oh, more Futurama! Hurrah! <laughs> and, uh, and then Billy went, Oh, hang on a second. He's written, I'm getting different bits of info, info that say this news may not be the case. There is something up Futurama project-wise, but, but, sick. It might be the DVD still. It's hard to keep up with things, but he'll try to do better. Okay. So, it might be the DVDs, might be television... We still don't know. So there might be some Futurama news. Yeah. But there might not be. But there might not be. (laughs) Uh, And that's the Box Cutters news. We'll be back with discussions of the ratings. Box Cutters. Big week in the ratings because... Big week for Channel 9. Well, huge week for Channel 9. They won their first week of the year. Uh, Now, That's because they're still the one. (laughs) Channel 10 have said, and I'm trying to find the sheet of paper where it says that, uh, please note, as is standard industry practice, the Commonwealth Games weeks, that's weeks 11 and 12, according to the ratings. See, I don't, I don't see how that works. How does it, how is it week 11 and 12? It's only week five. It's week five of the ratings, but it's weeks 11 and 12 of the year. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> so why is it week 11 and 12 of the ratings? Go ask the chicken. Anyway, they're deleted from cumulative brackets year-to-date ratings because the games are a non-recurring event. So Channel 9 may have won last week, Mm -hmm. but it also might not matter. Might not matter. Might not be counted. It's counted as far as Channel 9 would be concerned in terms of just the staggering figures they've been getting. Yeah. But it's not counted as far as uh, they can't really use those figures to say, look at how good our shows are rating. Why don't you advertise with us? Yeah, just just wait four more years. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Channel 9 sales, who go out there and sell the advertising, were actually overselling it, and the games have underperformed everywhere, even in Melbourne, oh, really? uh, up against what they were promising. And so they're actually going to have to give the advertisers some make goods, uh, so some free advertising later on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They are so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting. A bit of a pity... Uh, that the Channel 7 ploy that they did during the week, Channel 7 kind of said, okay, we'll give you the opening ceremony, we'll give you the first couple of days with the swimming, but then we're coming back full force. And on Monday nights, they actually put Desperate Housewives up against what they assumed, I think, I, I assume they think the swimming, they thought the swimming would have been over by then. Yeah, they just didn't check the schedule. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they, they put that out and it was you know, somewhere that, you know, Desperate Housewives would smash the Commonwealth Games, put out there by Channel 7. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't quite work. And, uh, yeah, Desperate Housewives received its worst ratings of the year, I think. Yeah, uh, that that is what happened. But uh, Channel 7 aren't going to be outdone. Yes. And Friday night and Sunday night, there will be encore presentations of last Monday's Desperate Housewives. Oh, fantastic. And so that, about that's about 12.30 at night. Anything on, on Commander-in-Chief? 
Uh, yes, Commander-in-Chief uh, is also going to be on cord on Friday night at 11.30. So 10.30 for Desperate Housewives, 11.30 for Commander-in-Chief. Oh, okay. Phew. Okay. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens... You you love that lady president. <laughs> oh, I do. It'll be She's so realistic. Interesting to see what happens on Thursday with uh, the battle between Lost and the Commonwealth Games, primarily because the swimming's over. Yeah, that's that is going to be very interesting. So it'll be a, a more interesting battle. But I I suspect that uh, that it was a brave move by Channel Seven, but in the end they might decide it was possibly a foolish one. Well. Yes and no. I mean, they'll they'll definitely get the the viewers coming back for those two encores. Yeah, uh, th- that will happen. They'll they'll get the cumulative viewers. Yeah, uh, total. So that's not going to matter that much. Yeah. Plus, what's most important is that come next week, the viewers come back to Desperate Housewives. Yeah, but with Lost, you know, they're an episode behind. They won't be able to catch up. They won't realise that, uh, you know, that all the people got rescued last episode. Well, that. That is interesting. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and Dancing with the Stars uh, on Tuesday night was just a, an it was hour a long. Spend. Sorry, Dancing with the Stars or 20 to 1. Yeah. It was just basically 20 to 1's format, just done with highlights of Dancing with the Stars from all of our three seasons on Dancing with the was Stars. It, was it hosted next by Koshi and Mel? <laughs> next week's another highlights package. Really? Yeah. And the most the most interesting thing about oh, that yeah. is that Channel Seven then started All Saints at eight thirty, right? Rather than screening it at quarter to ten as they have been the past few weeks, right? But I think twenty past twenty past nine this week, no twenty. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so so basically, with the ratings this week and the Commonwealth Games, things have been quite chaotic around the networks, mm. except for on Fox Eight where they've been going strong with Simpsons after Simpsons after Simpsons after for the whole Simpsons week. for the whole week, and they'll be doing it up until the end of the Commonwealth Games. And their ratings has a, have apparently have doubled. Really? That channel's ratings have doubled. It's, and it's fantastic. I always know that if I've got half an hour to spare, there's a Simpsons episode on somewhere. Hey, mm-hmm. according to the Green Guide, uh, it doesn't say anything about uh, Dancing with the Stars repeat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. It's a hot tip. Also, All Saints yeah, is... he said knowingly. <laughs> All Saints, for those who care, so probably just Deirdre, uh, 9.20 this week. Uh, but the, the, talking about Channel 9 and ratings, uh, uh, apparently then... Hang, hang on. Can I just say All Saints 9.20 next Tuesday, possibly check your daily guides to make sure. Right. Mm. <laughs> Um, apparently, within the organisation, the the emphasis has moved from ratings, purely ratings, to purely revenue. It's all about how much money they're making from the advertisers. Is this at Channel Nine? At Channel Nine, uh, mm-hmm. which which kind of kind of exacerbates the the tragedy of having <laughs> a, having to give away free advertising. Yes. <laughs> and um, they're also reconciled to a loss of more than twenty million dollars on its twelve days of Commonwealth Games coverage. Okay. Doesn't uh, doesn't one kind of go hand in hand with the other? No, not necessarily. In fact, Channel Nine have changed their uh, charging structure for advertisers. Okay. And and this isn't just them as I think we said previously on box cutters, just taking their bat and ball and going home, like Channel Channel uh, Seven are winning, and so Channel Nine just going, oh, we're not playing anymore. Uh, possibly that, but I reckon it's more about a new regime coming in and okay. and maybe even trying to set up uh, the network 
ready for sale so that they oh, can say okay because you know so, pro- somebody looking profitable to, to buy a business isn't going to care about just the numbers of, of ratings so i want to look at the the books. and how much money is or perhaps yeah. isn't yeah. coming in is that the next step will the ceo turn around and buy the <laughs> buy the channel next well, it's. I, I think it's interesting that oh, I don't, I don't he could afford the money. He no. could afford it, couldn't he? Surely. No. Okay. He'll, Bondi paid a bill. A bill. Yeah. Back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Maguire. He could. He could get funding for that. He could get some kind of uh, venture capital. Thing he could sell Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, let him sell he Collingwood. Wouldn't, he wouldn't get much. If money. I had the cash, I wouldn't be giving it to Eddie. Wouldn't you? Nah. Oh. I wouldn't have that much faith in him. You heard it here first, Eddie. <laughs> Don't go to Brent. <laughs> Don't go to Brent if, if you want to borrow 20 bucks. Uh, the, uh, it's interesting that they've, that they've oversold their figures, Channel 9, because the opening ceremony did score 3.56 million. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much one in six Australians watching, uh, watching the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I don't know why... Uh, I mean, I, I thought that they were rating quite well. But much like uh, in in the way that the viewing figures for the Super Bowl are always overstated as they're coming up to, to an, uh, oh, an yeah. audience of over a billion people, the same thing came out of Ray Martin's mouth uh, during the opening ceremony. And what, what they really need to say is potential audience yeah. of over a billion. Yeah. yeah. In- interesting too, there's been lots of complaints about the opening ceremony and no... Uh, no Melbourne people hosting. Ray Martin and whoever else it was. Did both, Channel Nine have any consenting. Melbourne people? Yeah, they've got Eddie. Oh yeah, he's busy though. Sean McAuliffe. No, they no, don't have him anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. But that does lead me to talk about the Commonwealth Games coverage. So why don't we go into that? G'day, this is Daniel Burt. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to The Box Cutters, and you should. You should you should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. Hooray at boxcutters.net is the email address if you want to email us. You are listening to Box Cutters, and now we're going to talk about the coverage of the Commonwealth Games. I mean, it's been the biggest thing on television in Australia for, for the last week and a bit. <laughs> week and a bit. Damning with faint praise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, aside from back-to-back Simpsons on Fox 8, <laughs> which I've been loving. Uh, the uh, And they've only just started getting up to episodes that I haven't seen because I missed like a season, season and a half mm-hmm. of The Simpsons. So mm-hmm. I'm loving it. That's not the Commonwealth Games, however. Commonwealth Games have uh, been screaming, screaming on Channel 9... Uh, for the past week and a bit, and uh, it's been a lot of sport. A lot. Nobody told me there'd be this much sport. <laughs> it's a lot of sport. Uh, as we said earlier on in the show, a lot of nations are concerned that the, there isn't enough coverage of other nations in the Commonwealth Games, and I've noticed that as well. I mean, it's it's a little bit sickening. I I don't care about seeing medal ceremonies. Mm. Do either of you care about seeing who gets the medals? Well, Don't you just want to know who... Like up on the dais and yeah. the flags going up and uh, listening to the national anthem of this country once again. Brett's not the person to be asking. No, Ross, you're, you're a sports fan. I am, but not the Commonwealth Games, interestingly. I, I have watched probably about as much as Brett. So I did actually just happen to flick on and probably see the the moment when the... Uh, 
lady from Australia ran into the on the marathon, marathon. ran in. That was that was quite a good moment. I the, saw the, the the one that collapsed over the line. Oh no, I didn't see her. The one who won and then went and got her kid out, and the kid did a lap of honour with her and stuff. That was quite a quite a touching moment. I, I mean, I don't care about the Commonwealth Games at all, really. I can't bring myself to be interested in it. Uh, it just. I don't know. It's it's too parochial. It's too one-sided. It's jingoistic. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, as Brett was saying before the show, you know, we've had the hype just shoved so far down our throat. It's destroyed the city. Away from away from the games, Melbourne's a ghost town. Mm. It, it's interesting to see, to, to talk about parochialism. And uh, I actually went to see an event. Oh, I've really? Watched, I've watched quite a bit of bit of it on television okay but i went to see the boxing and i thought the boxing would be great because there wouldn't be many australians and Mm -hmm. it'd be a good show of nation against nation Mm -hmm. and sometimes norfolk island uh (laughs) there there are there are countries in inverted commas in the commonwealth games that aren't actually countries isle of man Uh, (laughs) cook islands how how big is norfolk island's team North uh, Richmond. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but why? Aren't they just part of Australia? Yeah, but the, the, well, I, I no, I, no, technically they're not. But how would they... I don't, I don't know how they'd fill the team. There's like 20 people that live there. Yeah, six <laughs> But they only have to team. have one athlete to, uh, to be a participant. Okay. Anyway, so, so the, <laughs> there was one... In this preliminary round of, of boxing, there was one bout that featured an Australian. He lost... And this was about halfway through the afternoon. Probably 60% of the people in the crowd got up and just walked out. That is screwed. Isn't that terrible? So they were just waiting to see the Australian and then they left. And there was some great boxing. Mm-hmm. There was some great boxing. Having seen that and then having seen how the boxing was then covered on, uh, on Channel 9, it's, they've, they've got something wrong with their camera angles. I think their cameramen have never had to shoot boxing before. And unlike other sports where Channel 9 really have the formulas down for, for televising them, things like uh, rugby league and the cricket, something like boxing, they just have no idea where to put the, am- the cameras. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very difficult well, to see. That's, mm-hmm. that's quite interesting because the, the Athens Games, Athens Games um, it seemed that half the Australian industry was flown in over there because they actually had the expertise to be able to, to pull it off. Why, why wouldn't we actually get somebody that was accustomed to shooting a boxing match over here to, to do decent coverage? Uh, maybe because it's on Channel 9 and Channel 7 have been covering all the major Olympics and Commonwealth Games for the last however long. So, yeah, Channel 9 know guess. their sports. No, no, but I'm talking... it's, it's the same as when uh, Channels 9 and 10 took over the AFL and we were suddenly seeing angles that we were not used to seeing mm-hmm. uh, in, in AFL games. Uh, their cameraman didn't know how to, how to cover the ball and the field at the same time. Uh, all of these sorts of things. It, there is a very particular art to filming sporting events. And uh, why didn't they get someone, someone good to, to cover the boxing? Probably because they didn't think about it. Probably because they thought, well, how hard can it be? They're only in a you know, four-square-metre area. Mm-hmm. How hard can that be to shoot? Mm. And it turns out it's very difficult. Maybe they don't particularly care. Mm. Because they don't particularly care about how their viewers feel, obviously, because 
evidenced by how they treat uh, these these good series. And uh, it, it's also the case with uh, lawn bowls. The ABC have done excellent lawn bowls coverage o- over the years, and Channel Nine just don't know how to. We're seeing a lot of shots of people's legs. For no good reason, and also, but, but that would be glossed over by Mick Malloy's sparkling, well, commentary, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that brings me to that. Uh, why the bloody hell is Mick Malloy on that commentary team? Because he made a film about bowling, but he adds absolutely nothing, and he knows he's adding nothing, and he's making a big joke about the fact that he's there, and he's Cutting doing his cash. He's yeah, he's he's doing a lot of oh yeah, that's 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 what I would have done. That's what I would have done. Uh, while we've got two experts in the commentary box talking about the game, and Molly's just going, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be great. He'll, oh, yeah, he's got it, yeah. Oh, I'd rather just finish this game and go and get some beers. I hadn't really thought about this, but Jamie Packer was the one that greenlit the Mick Molloy show, wasn't he? And, and the reason why it stayed on for more than one episode. Uh, no, I'd, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. From memory, that was the case. Um, I wonder if it's Jamie that uh, actually plonked him into the Lawn Bowls commentary team. Uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a, a dumb move like that. But it, it's adding nothing. I think it's adding uh, absolutely the nothing. Channel 7 News has been interesting. Channel 7 News have been running a few spoilers for the Commonwealth Games. I, I, I don't know if you can run spoilers. Uh, no, After the opening ceremony, their, their you know headlines were saying... Oh, Commonwealth Games opening ceremony, a success, but terribly confusing. And they just interviewed people coming out going, what was with the duck? I didn't understand the duck. And then, uh, yeah, when the marathon was on, uh, similar sorts of things. Melbourne in chaos because cars cannot drive anywhere, you know, rather than saying, oh, you know, the marathon's on, blah, 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 blah. Given the ratings figures, I just don't know how well that'd be working for them. Uh, Again, I don't think anyone cares. No. I think they're, they're in a situation where they're going, well, nobody's watching us right at this moment. I could drop my DAX and it wouldn't even get in the papers. So there's, there's that idea. I don't know. I think uh, Channel 9 need to take a, a good long look at how they've covered this as a sporting event and think about if it's been worth their while. Maybe if they had done better sports coverage, their ratings would have been higher. Are you one of those that follows follows the Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and go down on you. I don't buy a lot of stuff. Ross, what don't you buy? Well, Continental actually have a new ad out. Really? This is weird. It's a little like deja vu. That's, that's because we were talking about this ad last week. We yeah. were. Brett was out having a smoke. And, and we, were, we were talking about it off that's, air. That's true. Uh, Continental have a new ad with a, uh, a mother and daughter who are wandering around the supermarket terribly lost. And they come up to the manager and a shelf stacker. And they're complaining that they can't find the Continental. And he helpfully points out, oh, it's just behind you. So this is a, a fantasy ad then. <laughs> because the shelf stacker is being helpful. At yes. the supermarket, right. Yes, that's true. Uh, there are several things wrong with this ad. I don't know if, if you guys have seen it. Firstly, the supermarket type, it's it's a really kind of... It's an old-fashioned... It's old a bit of an fashion, OGA or a... Yeah, it's, it's kind of your old-fashioned suburban supermarket. It's certainly not a it's certainly not a Coles or a, you know, one of those Safeway, Safeway heartless multinational companies. Because, you know, uh, Continental are the next best thing to cooking the soup yourself. They're not a big multinational company. No, either. no, they're, no, they're no, kind no, of, no. They're just your homegrown, uh, they're just your homegrown kind of whatever it is. 
so, packaged, packaged soup. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes in my house, we'll either get continental or we'll get somebody's mum to open a can of continental. All ah, right. <laughs> <to see it. laughs> the second thing about this ad is the acting is just terrible. Uh, the two people who play the younger, the shelf stacker and the daughter, I don't recognise. But the, the one who plays the mum and the guy who plays the you know the manager. manager or whatever have just they've been in everything they're very very kind of familiar faces so you'd think that the acting would be okay with you know kind of local recognizable acting but uh, actors but it's it's just terrible uh, at the end of the ad the daughter says you know speaking of appearance you better go to the hairdresser, mum. And she kind of goes, oh, oh, yes, my appointment. And I can just imagine... And, with and the... what, put some French onion soup in, in your hair? What, how do, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I can just imagine with the way they were, you know, they did the first take and, nah, that didn't work. We, we've, we've got to get some visuals to back it up. Oh, how about if I lightly tap my head when you say hairdresser? <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll do. That, that's what they've done. The... Uh, Thanks, Nida. <laughs> the, uh, the third thing with this ad is that it's the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a supermarket uh, ad. Well, probably in any kind of ad, but in a supermarket ad. Uh, she, he's kind of, she kind of says, where's the Continental? The manager says, oh, it's right behind you. She picks up the Continental and she goes, oh, it is Continental. Oh, it, it is different, but I like it. And I can just imagine the advertising, you know, Continental were saying, we need a new ad. Basically, we want people to think our logo is different, but they'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) The the ad person's just written it down. Perfect. That's all we need. So they've changed their logo. They've changed their branding. And this is an ad about how they've changed their branding. So that it is clearly unrecognisable. Yes. <laughs> so so no, someone's going to no, want no, to change no. our branding so that it's unrecognisable, but then we'll have a series of ads that talk about how unrecognisable it is. But then people will notice that it's different and, and then they'll like it. And then they'll, and then they'll notice that it's better. <laughs> right. So that works. Uh, I, I don't know. I think this is kind of the laziest, worst kind of advertising, apart from if they had like a guy yelling, going, Continental, Continental, <laughs> 10 days to buy it. We're going crazy. <laughs> you know, that kind of ad. Uh, this, is, this is just terrible. The continental section in the supermarket is so vast. <laughs> we had to build a cafe out there. Yeah. So, I don't understand this because they they clearly had an idea that previously their branding was quite recognisable. Yeah, yeah. Why have they changed it just to make an ad? I have no idea. And also, uh, they've, they've run a series of print ads as well. I unfortunately don't have this with me. And tram stop ads. And tram stop ads. But the print ads... They've actually roped in Super Nanny, which seems like a strange kind of person to have there. No, that's and not Fran Drescher, is it? No, not Fran Drescher. Super Nanny as in... Uh, I can't the, think of what her name is. No, I the, think she's the, just called Super Nanny. So that's, that's oh, that home county's bint. Yeah, yes. the, the Channel 9 Super Nanny. And the way the wording reads on these print ads is it's like she's walked into Continental and said, Right, kids' behaviour is unacceptable. We need a dinner that will make them behave. You know, that's that's what the wording of the ad sounds like. So, I think I think there's something going very wrong at Continental. I love it. I want them to keep doing it. Continental, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I'm not necessarily going to buy your product, but it amuses me. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Now, if if I'm watching Lost on Channel 7 and I stumble across the internet and... Uh, and if I was you and I was watching Lost on Channel 7, 
I wouldn't be looking at the internet at all. Really? Right. Why not? Oh, well, there's lots of sites out on, on Lost that I've been looking at during the week, which are fantastic. I uh, I just want to say, I, I think, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think we're kind of going through a golden age of TV drama. I think at the moment it's about as good as it gets. Uh, I'm up to date with Lost. Yep. I'm up to date with Sopranos. Uh, I'm currently watching the second series of Deadwood, which I'm loving, and I'm very much looking forward to the second series of Carnivale. I know, Josh, you'd put The Shield in there as well, probably. Yeah, The the Shield is, you know, it just goes from from good to better to best. Uh, And uh, also Prison Break, which is a lot of fun to watch. and Prison Break as well. And Prison Break uh, Season 2 has just started this week uh, on screens in the US. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is the second half of Season 1, technically. Uh, well, yeah, because they yeah. air they air in the same year, but uh, yeah. they'll be called different seasons. Radio, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just think that uh, there's an incredible quality out there. But uh, I finally, yeah, finally caught up on Lost, and I thought, well, I'm going to take the opportunities to have a look at a few of the websites to try and see what kind of comments other people are coming up with. You know, what their what, what the their numbers mean, are, what the numbers mean, uh, all kinds of stuff that had happened. Much later than the Channel Seven series that I just uh, that I just can't remember, uh, I can't mention on air. Uh, so I thought I'd have a look at this website, like, like when they get rescued, like when they get rescued, and the Prison Break crossover episode, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> if if you're not completely up to date with Lost, I would definitely not recommend looking at any of these sites. Their merchandising has spoilers on it. Oh really? Yeah, the merchandising <laughs> is is way ahead of what we've seen here. So if you were to, uh, yeah, if you were just just stumble across the site and just see the banner head, you know, the banner advertising that they've got at the top, that would that would give away a lot for you. But uh, so I, I just thought, you know, I wanted to get on and I wanted to just have a quick look and you know have you know, hi, I'm Joe Blow from somewhere in America. This is my theory, and then you know somebody else. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't quite the case i i went to this one website and this is no exaggeration there were 107 billion topics up for discussion <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was that's a slight exaggeration <laughs> there were there were uh 10, topics and there were over a hundred thousand posts just right. just on this one uh, just on this one website uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to, uh, I just kind of wanted to read a few theories, but it, it's kind of like trying to walk through a field of uh, honey or something. You just get, you just start looking, and you just get bogged down so quickly. And but yeah. it's but it's tasty the whole way through. But it is tasty the whole way through, and it's addictive because you just kind of you just kind of sit there looking. And I've got to tell you, some people have way too much time on their hands with uh, you know with the theories that they've come up with. Uh, viewers will have noticed there's. A mural on the wall of the hatch. Yep. Uh, there's one that's kind of, I think, sort of five or six pages just of them taking out sections, highlighting bits, and saying, "Oh, this is this is a boat. <laughs> this refers to all the people. This is the plane crashing. This is the word. Are you sick? You know, all that kind of stuff on there. So, <laughs> right. But yeah, I'd uh, yeah no. So it was good to it was good to finally catch up and have a look. So that, will, will you give us? Uh, can you put uh, these links up onto the website and uh, viewers beware? Yeah, if you're not up to date, that uh, and I'm now no longer up to date because I think the new episode of Lost would be going to air maybe 
even as we record this show. So yeah. I don't know. So if... that's this month's episode of Lost because they have taken <laughs> it back to a, a monthly schedule. They, they have. They, Which is, uh, it's what they did last year as well. Yeah. To really just, uh, you know, stretch it out. Or they, or they do two or three in a row and then have a really long gap and then do another two or three in a row, which, which, which seems very odd to me. Would no, be... but a, a lot of that has to do with sweeps yeah. and, and how things happen during sweeps weeks. Have I mentioned that I hate the whole idea of sweeps in the US? You have, you have. Uh, That particular site is thenumbers.com, so not as in the numbers, but as in 4, 8, 15, 16. 2342. 2342.com. So if you want to have a look at that. But beware of the merchandising. And uh, and what else? Any others? No, well, I mean, that one was enough, really. I mean, that was just one website, and there was, like I said, there was yeah, over there was, 100,000 posts on that one. And it's so, all conspiracy theories. And it's all, yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, no, I'd say it's probably about half conspiracy theories and about half internet nerds going, you suck, how could you say that? <laughs> You're an idiot. Flame wars. <laughs> yeah. If, if I wasn't sitting at home typing on my computer, I'd come and teach you a lesson. You know, that kind of stuff. Tell me where you live. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what this segment is about. No idea. No idea. Well, I'm a bit of a, uh, I'm a bit of a weather buff. I don't know if if uh, if you guys are. Uh, I, I probably should. <laughs> I probably I, shouldn't be admitting this on air. I've like you, never you, heard but, you say that as long as I've known you. <laughs> Often, if I miss the weather on the news. I, I get my wife to tape it. Really? Yeah. Do you like yeah. to watch the weather on different networks? Yeah, I watch them all. And I drive, uh, I drive poor Deirdre nuts because <laughs> she's trying to watch something and I'm, you know, she's trying to watch the end of Deal or No Deal or, you know, watch the end of Bert struggling his way through the, <laughs> through the final section of Family Feud. And I'm going, no, no, I've got to watch Channel 10 weather. And then I can usually get nine and seven in. And then at 7.30, I watch two news. And anyway, no, <laughs> so you miss no. SBS news. <laughs> no, we need. To uh, miss, no, I like SBS because SBS do the whole uh, whole round the world one. That's always what good to watch. And what about do, the do late like... weather reports? The late weather reports, like at eleven thirty or in the late news. No, no, I don't right. like the ones so much that are that are out kind of, of yeah, out of Sydney. And so, what do you compare weather maps and and do you say, well, they've got a high front coming through, and uh, I, look, I at, look I, at how they do the arrows on their. I do, I do a bit of that, but usually it's more just yelling at the weatherman because the weather's going to be crap for the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> so do you miss Edward Ma with his pointers? I, I was never a big Edward Ma fan, to be honest. But I do, um, I do, I do like comparing the different seven-day forecasts. It's not their fault. <laughs> this is the this is the argument that I have uh, that I have with Deirdre constantly. You. With everything in life, there's someone to blame. <laughs> if there's a problem with the weather, it's Lavinia's fault, or if it's David Brown's fault. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't agree with me either. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. The point of this was that Channel 2 have been holding out on doing seven-day forecasts for a long time. So they've they've been stuck in the in the five day forecast. Well, no, they realm. were well they were doing four day, and then uh, about yep. about a, six months or a year ago, they snuck it up to five. I think they were just kind of testing the waters. The, the seven day forecast that was pioneered by, invented by, invented by David Brown, who is actually he's he's one of the last meteorologists left. On I know. I, I do find it hard to believe though that he invented the seven day forecast that <laughs> what everybody else was saying we should do five days 
six days. And then what he said, seven days. And everyone, oh, genius. Well, he's, he's like that guy in, uh, in Something About Mary. He goes, well, you're aware of uh, eight-minute abs. Well, I'm going to do seven-minute abs. Yeah. <laughs> That's Harlan Williams. And then uh, Ben Stiller comes out and says, what happens when it's six-minute abs? No, not six, seven. <laughs> There's it's no six-minute abs. Seven dwarves, seven days of the week. So David Brown's done the seven-day forecast in Channel yeah, 2. For those, of just... you, for those of you who are not living in Melbourne, uh, this was a series of ads that ran maybe a year, a year and a half ago, saying David Brown, the best weatherman in the business. He did invent the seven-day forecast. Yeah, and, and well, that's what he was saying at the time as well. Yeah. That he invented it. And, in fact, the Bureau of Meteorology were going, well, it's not very accurate. No. So that's the thing. So, uh, But I, I don't know. I think the Bureau is still doing the four-day forecasts. Yes. Because the first four days, I, I know from watching, the first four days of all of the networks, weather is always the same. But uh, it, it's always quite divergent or usually quite divergent on the last three days. And so, so, so you have weather wars <laughs> each night. So what's been what's been happening on the uh, on how, the ABC? How do you, they've gone to seven? Oh, seven. That's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Right. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> There's got to be some other weather nut like me listening out there going, yeah, yeah, they have gone to seven. <laughs> if you are such a person, email us. So does hooray that mean, at boxcutters.net. Well, well, so does that mean they're taking longer for the weather on the ABC now then? And does that also Quite mean that possibly. we're getting less news after putting in the little freaking bumper in the middle of the show, putting in the coming up on the news, putting out what, what you've missed on the news? Are we, have we got any news left that we're getting on the ABC news service? Well, I, I don't know. I only really watch the weather. Uh, that, that reminds me, Brett, we need to do a coming up. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't done one. Can you, can you sort that in? <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Shall we do that now? Yeah, let's do okay. that now. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. Coming up on Box Cutters, we've got the end of the show. That's coming up next on Box Cutters. Man, there's some really bad radio shows on, but... You know, they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that, like, absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world and play them, and they have to do a podcast. Helen? Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. <laughs> you know, I get, I get a little bit offended every time I hear John Safran say Every time he says that, a little piece of me dies. Really? Nah. When, when I heard it that time, I was like half expecting him to say, you know, there's some really bad podcasts out there. <laughs> Perhaps critical of this show. Oh, you, you think so? Just this week's. No, no. Just, it was just off the top of my head. That's the music. It's in a bit early. It, it's coming a bit early, but that's all right. Maybe it'll fade out again. I'm, <laughs> just going to keep it rolling. I, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, uh, aren't we just closing the show? Yeah, but the, there was more that I wanted to talk about. Okay. I wanted to mention the uh, email address again. Hooray at boxcutters.net. I also That's wanted a great to mention... email address. Isn't it excellent? Yeah. I also wanted to mention uh, cafepress.com slash boxcutters, which is where the boxcutters store is. You can mm. go and buy all your whiz-bang boxcutters merchandise there. That's the same store that had the lost merchandising that I was talking about. Right, so that would be unofficial lost merchandise. Oh, I'm, yeah, definitely unofficial. So definitely don't go unofficial. wandering away from the boxcutters. No, no to, to go and look at the lot, because there are spoilers. Yeah, Stay deciding whether you're going to buy your dog's... What is it? The dog's... Uh, oh, there's, there's a dog, there's oh, the, a dog the T-shirt. Dog the dog T-shirt. There is or, a dog T-shirt. Or if you're going to buy the light switch covers. The light switch covers, or maybe a baby's bib. 
Or maybe a baby's bib. I, I still love the idea of, of the uh, baby's bib. Plus, there are excellent mugs on the Box Cutters store. So check that out. If you missed the link, there is a link on boxcutters.net. And our t-shirt webpage. winners, your shirts are coming. Yes, yes, we promise. They really, really are coming. I also uh, wanted to mention that, yes, we, we are going to have uh, up on the website uh, more discussion about uh, the government's proposed changes to uh, to media laws. Mm-hmm. So that will probably be up there uh, a little bit after this podcast goes live onto the net. Excellent. Uh, and Brett, you're going to put up your links as well. Yes, And do. we'll put up Ross's link to thenumbers.com. But don't look at it. But don't look at it unless don't look you've at seen... It unless, unless you've seen Up to Date. And by Up to Date, I mean the the most recent episode, I believe. Which would probably be episode 16. Yeah, Wednesday night in the States, I believe it went to air. So, Right. I also want to say thank you very much to 3RRR in Melbourne, 102.7, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. The podcast's name is Box Cutters. Have I mentioned that enough? Box Cutters. And we didn't even mention next week we've got a special surprise. <gasps> yes. Very exciting. Yes. So listen in, <laughs> listen in next week. <laughs> the surprise isn't for you, Brett. You know what it is. You know, you know what it is. You got so excited. You got so excited. In fact, excited. it's your surprise. <laughs> No, I thought you were actually going to say, we've got a surprise, blah, blah, blah. No, and, no, and then it wouldn't be a surprise. The surprise yeah. Then, it, then yeah. it would just be, surprise, oh, you stab. And, <laughs> and that would be it. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Tune in again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.